Welcome to season three of Motivate Me. We invite you to travel the 50 states in 90 days as we interview people about their passion. Why? In order to inspire you to live a life that's more exciting or more meaningful. This is Motivate Me, and I'm Lynette Renda. in Louisiana and Tyler please tell everybody where exactly we are okay so we're in St. Martinville and we are at Magnolia Park uh, on the lovely Bayou Teche right behind us in this rainy day unfortunately we have all of this thunder going on we had lightning as you could probably tell we got wet uh, we were setting up by the Bayou which was really cool and super beautiful we took shelter, even this was not enough, ladies and gentlemen. We had to jump into the van with the delicious snacks that Tyler Sonye brought. And Tyler is from Go Throw, which yep. I think is really cool, G-E-A-U-X Throw, mm -hmm. which is a disc golf company, yep. right? Yep. And so he brought us some, some snacks because Cassie, of course, being from Louisiana, uh, is friends with Tyler. Mm -hmm. And so tell everybody about the snacks you brought us. So I bought some boudin from Best Stop in Scott, Louisiana, which is the best boudin as Lynette can vouch for. Well, it's the only one I've ever had, but it was delicious. Tell everybody what it is. So it's the best <laughs> that she's had. Uh, so it is, um, I want to say it's pork sub product, maybe not like hoof and stuff like that, but it's still pork meat mixed with rice, basically like a dirty rice, if you would, in a casing and they steam it. It's like a sausage that you eat and it's um, spicy, it has a nice little kick. Yeah, it's got some greens in it. Uh, it's got a little bit of a punch and it's delicious, it's delicacy. And the other thing you brought us was crackling. That's right, yeah. It is... Which you're probably laughing at the way it just came out. Crackling. No. Crackling, yeah. Uh, it's fried pork belly is what it is. So there's pieces of it that have the pork uh, muscle, the beef part or the meat part of it, and fat and the skin combined together. And it's deep fried for six plus hours and it's tossing the seasoning and it's another delicious delicacy that you can only enjoy with the butt heavy. Right, so what, <laughs> we, what we decided to do is take a break in the van, enjoy these delicacies, and then of course we're like, well wait a second, let's put it on YouTube and let's make a podcast about it. So if you search YouTube Louisiana, you're going to find that episode mm -hmm. or listen to the podcast and Louisiana will be in the title and you can find that there too. So first of all, thank you so much for that and that experience. It was hilarious. It, it was memorable. I mean, it was a little scary huh. because the thunder and lightning and the rain, I, it was brutal. Yeah, it was It was definitely, I said earlier on a one through 10 scale was a six. That might've been a seven for sure. It was right. coming down Yeah. and it's still here, so. But it's coming down still. We can hear it. It's much lighter than it was. And I'm really hoping that by the time we're done with our interview here, we can see you throw a little disc golf. Maybe I could throw a little disc golf oh, yeah. just to show everybody what it's about uh -huh. and, and to try it out. Yeah. Tell us how this passion for you started. And I know that you have a, a full-time job mm -hmm. and this is a business that you do on the side and maybe one day you'll be able to do full-time because you love it because that's your yeah. passion, right? Yeah, it is. So I started playing disc golf in 2005. Uh, 
what drew me to disc golf was the fact that it was inexpensive. I could do it on my own time, like there's no hours for it, the course to be open except for the park hours, but I still go at night just because that's when I have time to go. And it's, um, it's really fun. I mean, you could play it by yourself, you could play it at any age, you could play it with kids, you could do anything with it really. I mean, it's a sport that just has a bunch of untapped potential, and especially in South Louisiana where they don't have any vendors, they don't have um, a main supplier down here. So that's why we kind of took opportunity and started go through, and that's what we do. We're disc golf vendors. But we also host events and put on uh, tournaments and functions of all sorts. Anything dealing with disc golf in this area, we would like to be a part of it for sure. Explain exactly what disc golf is for everybody. So show, them, show them your frisbees, your okay. discs. So disc golf is just another uh, means of playing golf. So um, Or a frisbee, right? I mean, yeah. it's, to me, I see frisbee, you see golf. Okay, so it is a frisbee, but definition-wise, it's a disc. It's a modified uh, frisbee. I wish I had a real frisbee I could show you, but I, I only have my discs, so I'll show you those. So when I say modified, I mean like they're modified, like they're molded in a certain way so that they'll have certain flight characteristics when you throw it. So this is a putter. Certain flight characteristics. So yes. like if you were playing golf and you had a putter, this one acts as a putter, mm -hmm. which means that it's like for shorter distance. Yeah, it's a little bit slower. As you can see, it's not very aerodynamic. It's uh, meant for more accuracy within cl uh, closer distances to the hole, to the basket. And uh, yeah, same thing in, in ball golf is what I call it. You have your different kinds of uh, irons that you would have. So you have like your nine, I mean like your, your one wood. I don't really know much about ball golf, but your major wood that you, <laughs> that you want to go far down the fairway with would be like your, your distance driver. So it's really thin like a, a wing, like of a, a plane. This is meant to go really far down the way, as you can see on here. David Wiggins Jr. has got the distance championship. He just broke the world record again with like a 1,100 feet throw. Ridiculous. I can only throw like 500, 400 feet, 300 feet. A very short distance for me. Not very far. Yeah. Something. No, but how long has this been around? Because I'm going to tell you this year, I think is the first, maybe last mm -hmm. summer, is the first I even heard it. Yeah. And I, I didn't even think I heard it correctly. So I'm not really sure how long this has been around or even if, it's in my area. Mm -hmm. Oh no, it's it's all over the country and the world. It's all over the place. Um, so it's been around since the 80s and it kind of started as like a ground movement underground. Like there was a bunch of hippies that were into it and they decided to start doing it. Um, I think the first course is in California. Uh, I want to say it's La Mirada might be the name of the course or De La Vega. Those are the two most popular ones. But I know they're in different parts of the state. So don't get mad at me, Californians. I'm in Louisiana, um, but it's been around for a long time. I think the only reason why you've been uh, hearing about it over the past few years is because social media. I mean, people have been bringing their cameras up to the course and recording people making huge shots, like making hole-in-ones, and those have been getting broadcast on ESPN and stuff. So it's getting more mainstream with the with enhances in technology with social media. So. Okay. All right. Super cool. So mm -hmm. I want to know. Yeah. Because you're newly married. Yep. And you have a baby. I sure do. So I want to know how do you fit this passion into your life? Like, what challenges do you have? So a lot of challenges. So, um, so we kind of started doing go throw out of necessity that we saw there was no other vendors in the area. So we're like, we could do this. But also we did that to have more time for us to be at the course. You know, so more time actually at the park playing disc golf. So as a means to coming to the park more to play, we're coming to the park to sell stuff or to put on tournaments so we also can play. So that's like the, the, the means of doing that. 
Um, but I also go at night to certain parks to have night golf or they have lights at the park, so I go play at night. So that's how I work around it. But unfortunately, disc golf, um, which I guess it's fortunate that it's not a, a huge money maker because that's really what I like about it, is that it's, it's inexpensive to play. There's not a lot of money to be made from it yet. I think in the next 10 years, I'm sure it'll blow up like everything else. But um, that's, that's how I, I get around doing it, is that I, I can make time by after work or going to work, like at the park, to go do disc golf stuff, to go and play. That, that's kind of how I circumnavigate that. Have you learned anything about yourself by doing this? And oh yeah, so much. I mean, uh, my wife will, will definitely say a lot that we need to have more time with you and stuff. And so they've been coming out here to the park with me. And it's been actually really nice because um, my daughter is one and a half and I would love to see her getting into it like by her own means, not by me encouraging her to do it. Because like that's the wave of, of the next generation of the sport is through the youth right now. And that's really what we try to tap into is when we do stuff, we try to push things for the juniors or for the novice players. So that by the time I get older, they'll, ha they'll be the young guns coming up in the game, hopefully. Do you have a favorite memory? Of playing disc golf? Yeah. Um, man, I mean, there's just so many great times playing disc golf. I mean, of course, everyone wants to talk about that hole-in-one you made. It was, you know, the first one or the last one you made. It was pretty sick or pretty epic. But I would say my favorite memory would be coming out here and getting the park established in, say, Martinville at Magnolia Park just because of the great positive reviews we get out of the course. Like, we held a big tournament here a couple months ago, and people from all over the South, came to the came to this park and played it and they really 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 enjoyed it like we got great feedback from it so I would say that's probably the best memory is that this course that we helped put in the ground and helped design people are coming now from all over the south and enjoying it it's it's showing that our hard work was was put to good use that everything we did was for a specific reason for the enjoyment of others what kind of advice would you give my audience to mm -hmm. incorporate a passion you know something that will enrich their lives like this has done for you so I would say just do what your heart's telling you. Don't fight the urge to go against it. Just go and do it. I mean, whether or not your, your wife, your mom, your grandmother, your grandfather is telling you not to do this stuff, even in hindsight, you don't want to do it or you know you shouldn't do it. Just break the rules and do it anyways. Just go out and do it because uh, you don't want to live in regret. You don't want to say, I wish I would have done this instead or I should have done that. No, it's like I'm glad I did it and I'll live with whatever consequences, if any, come from that. Thank you so much for inviting us here, and I'm looking forward to see you do some of your things now. I'll see what I could do. It is raining, so. No uh, excuses, Tyler. Okay, no excuses. No I'll do excuses. it. No regrets. Yellow. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. Okay, cool. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I have come to be known as the 50 States in 90 Days Lady, a concept that is unfathomable to most. If you would like me to come speak at your event about how to envision, explore, and execute a plan, or how to create a life that is more exciting or more meaningful, you can find me at MotivateMePodcast.com. And the world keeps turning and I just keep moving along